welcome to Fine Rambles number 138. So Twitter last week announced that it is going to label and remove misinformation about the vaccine for COVID. And that, boys and girls, means it's time for a rant. Because you look at a decision like this, a decision that is totally opaque, that is totally unappealable by an institution with enormous, enormous power. And you realize that whoever gets to set the default belief has all the power, all the power. Because once the media convinces us that the vaccine is safe, there is probably no evidence that will actually change our minds because we will always be able to find a counter-argument. That's just an anecdote. Or there was a different cause. Or it's fake news. Or, <laughs> or whatever. Now, disclaimer, disclaimer, disclaimer. <laughs> My point is not that I believe the vaccine isn't safe. My point is, I don't know if it is safe. Well, Matt, so you know it's dangerous? Huh? Huh? Where's the proof it's dangerous? But the burden has to be on the people who want to stick me. <laughs> and what really frightens me is that they don't even try to prove their side. They just suppress any information that isn't supportive, and they silence anyone who disagrees. They smear anyone who disagrees. Let me see if I can put it another way. I trust science as a process, but I don't trust what scientists say. There's a famous saying about science, which is that science advances one funeral at a time. The history of science is a history of mistakes. Everything that scientists used to believe, everything that experts used to believe, in almost every area, was later shown to be wrong. So what are the odds that this is the moment when the institutions of science started getting everything right immediately? <laughs> Add to that the corruption in the system. Look at what just happened with the replication crisis, when we can still remember the food pyramid that was upside down, when we can see the incentives in the system to make us sick, to keep us sick. Here's a fun fact. Did you know that they did a meta-study of hydroxychloroquine and showed that it works, if taken early, beyond any statistical doubt? Wait. You didn't hear that? You were just told that it didn't work? You were just told that you have to take a vaccine that, by the way, has never been tested on animals, uses a mechanism called messenger RNA that has never before been used in humans ever, and if you get sick from the vaccine, you cannot sue the drug company? Have you been told that? Have you been told the drug companies are totally indemnified? And if you take the vaccine, you're told you still have to wear a mask. Yeah, okay, okay, fine. And they wonder why people become anti-vaxxers. Whatever could it be? People must just be crazy not to trust them. It's so mysterious. 
look, guys, if you still trust what you're being told by the news and by our government, God have mercy on you. We get lied to and lied to and lied to. Uh, uh, Gulf of Tonkin, weapons of mass destruction, Assad gassed his own people. Saturated fat is bad for you. Eggs are bad for you. Trans fat is good for you. Seed oils are good for you. Sugar, fine. Snowden, traitor. Russiagate, your vote matters. Two weeks to flatten the curve. Don't wear masks. It's all about getting enough ventilators. Student debt, by the way, great investment. And still, after all of this, when the powers that be tell us something, our default setting is, yes, this must be the truth. Yes, I believe our dear leaders. And before you put on your virtue hat and start tut-tutting me, trying to shame me, I want you to consider three things. Okay, first, trade-offs. Trade-offs. Ignore for a minute that the evidence is crystal clear at this point that lockdowns do nothing, okay? Okay, just ignore that for now. How many suicides are lockdowns worth? How many deaths from drug overdoses are lockdowns worth? How many deaths from people neglecting their healthcare treatment because they were terrified? How many bankruptcies? How many, how many lost jobs? How many mental breakdowns? How many cases of depression? And I'm not talking about people choosing not to go out. That's fine. That's great. If you're afraid, if you're at a high-risk group, stay at home. No. I'm talking about top-down fiat from politicians exceeding their writ, going beyond their legal authority, and then and then being fucking hypocrites and partying while they order the cops to harass and arrest anyone who dares to do the same. Gavin Newsom, Lori Lightfoot, Cuomo, de Blasio, Durkheim, Wheeler, Garcetti. Look, guys, your leaders hate you. Your leaders hate you. Or, or they simply don't give a shit. Have we ever seen a group of people so quick to demand that other people make sacrifices that they refuse to make themselves? And yet we voted for them. What does that say? Second thing I want you to consider are incentives, okay? First, trade-offs. Second, incentives. What does the system that you are dealing with want? Not what does the person want, because the person is going to be forced to do what the system demands or they will be expelled. They will be ejected. The person may be good, but an industry is not built on solving problems. They are built on creating problems. What does that mean? Okay, here's an example. My industry was investing, public market investing. And here's some really good advice, which I know nobody is going to take because it's not what you want to hear. You would be better off dollar cost averaging into a low fee ETF that just tracks the index. But there's no money in that approach. There are no fees, no trading costs, no taxes. So instead of giving people that advice, my industry creates a million products that promise the world and just suck you dry. Now, we go to the doctor and it's the same thing. And again, I'm not blaming the doctors. I'm blaming the system, okay? They prescribe antibiotics for viral infections because people just want a pill. So they give it to them because that's the approach that makes money. 
And the industry makes hundreds of billions, billions, hundreds of billions of dollars prescribing pills that destroy your health. You go to the doctor and what do you get? Have some opioids, have some SSRIs, here are some benzos, try this statin. The system gets rich and you get sicker and you keep needing more to get the same effect and you can't ever stop. Woof. (laughs) Look, don't ask the barber whether you need a haircut. And that means you can't blindly trust people who claim to be experts. And, And not just because the word expert these days just means, oh, hey, I'm credentialed, but because so-called experts are incentivized to tell you things that will make them a lot of money. And anyone, anyone who says they're immune to conflicts of interest, don't argue. Just run. I used to get drunk and I would lose my apartment key and have to call a locksmith at some ungodly hour of the morning. 2 a.m., 3 a.m. A lamb led to slaughter. Now, what do you think every locksmith would say the first thing when he got there before he even examined the lock? Ooh, this is a tough one. Won't be cheap. And they'd quote me some astronomical price. And I'd agree, of course, because I was desperate to get inside. I was desperate to get home. And bam, the door would be open in 15 seconds. (laughs) Okay. Third thing I want you to think about are unintended consequences, because these are so easy to dismiss. They're so easy to ignore, and they're so deadly. What's the consequence of having public school kids losing a year of education? We've taught them to be afraid. We've taught them to be afraid of other people. We've taught them to be be passive and to hide and to wait for daddy government to tell them what to do. It is deeply unhealthy to not have a sense of agency. It is deeply unhealthy to be reactive. It is deeply unhealthy to think the locus of control lies outside your body. And that's what we've been teaching them for an entire year. Look, I get the fear. I'm afraid too. But how are we going to respond to our fear? Are we going to hide? hide from death? That is not possible. That doesn't work. It makes things worse. It makes us atrophy. It makes us weaker. It's all about stage two. That's the key moment in the myth of Sisyphus when the ground falls out from under your feet and and you tumble into the underground, into the underworld, into the abyss, and, and stage two is when every lie you've ever told yourself, every, every time you denied the truth, every time you closed your eyes to the truth, every time, every time you hid from the truth, they all catch up to you at once. And you realize your model of reality is broken. That's stage two. The truth shatters your world into a thousand pieces. And why? Because you didn't expose yourself to the truth in little bite-sized pieces that you could handle. But no, you refused to learn. You refused to change. You refused to fall six inches. 
Because you refuse to fall six inches at a time, you end up falling 30 feet. Full fathom five, thy father lies. We have to practice falling six inches. That will make you stronger. That will make you healthier. And then you can stop being afraid. Then you can thumb your nose at COVID, which, by the way, uncomfortable truth, kills the least healthy 0.1% of the population. And if you're less healthy than 99.9% of all people, with a few rare exceptions, there is a lot you can do very quickly to get out of that group. Cut out seed oils, cut out processed food, cut out sugar. Go for, I don't know, a brisk walk, 30 minutes a day. Do some air squats, get some sun. And almost everything I'm saying, I'm saying to myself, okay? Because I have failed in all of these ways. And I've been obsessed with getting healthier since COVID started. COVID, COVID really kicked my ass into gear. <laughs> Thanks, COVID. So don't think I'm lecturing you. I'm lecturing myself. I'm blaming myself because I didn't do what I should have done. I was too comfortable. I'm still too comfortable. I'm still a fat, lazy slob. And maybe COVID will still kick my ass. But I'm healthier than I was in March. And it feels good to be healthier. It feels good to have agency. It feels good to take responsibility for myself. The world looks, looks, looks friendlier. That's all I've got this week. I'll catch you later.